I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the audio diary of a peculiar character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of A Peculiar Character at PeculiarCharacter.com. I shared my last brewing update a couple of months ago. Figured it was time to share another one on what has been transpiring in the intervening time. If you're a regular listener versus a new one, you'll have some sense based on some things I touched on in the last couple of entries. After kegging the barley wine and successfully brewing up the coffee porter on my own, the next beer in the rotation was the double. That was the recipe at the heart of the brewing disaster and one of my old standbys, one of the first beers I make after usually a specialty beer at the start of the year. You can go back a couple of entries in the series where I was talking about why I missed some entries. I talk a bit about the how the brew day progressed for the double, ultimately ending in failure. You're also welcome to check out on the website, PeculiarCharacter.com, a much more extensive write-up of the value of brewing failure. Basically, the things that I learned, and I think the aphorism about learning more from failure than success is absolutely true in this case. The next brew day after that failure was uh, my 80 shilling, another regular recipe, usually the in many years past, the last before getting into some of the, the fall beers doing some one-offs over this summer. Thanks to the deep think I had after the double failed, the brew day for the 80 shilling for the Scottish Ale went spectacularly well. All the testing that I did with the second pump and the thinking that I had about how to improve the utilization of my March pumps in this, both the sparge and in running heat exchanger, the Chiron plate chiller that I have at the end of the whole process worked very well. If anything, my brew house efficiency was up probably closer to 80%. That just refers to how much of the potential sugar in the grain bill gets extracted during the mash and sparge process. The beer was supposed to come out with a starting gravity, a, a dissolved sugar content in the wort, such that the resulting beer, ideally under best conditions, would come out four and a half, maybe five and a half percent. This is going to be a bit stronger. This is probably going to be about a six and a half percent alcohol by volume beer when all is said and done because I got so much sugar. I could have diluted it, but I didn't mind. There's a thing about the 80 shilling in the name of these styles of Scottish ales. That's a, a, a tariff rate on the export of these beers, and it's a rough proxy for the strength of the beer. So I could just label, and this has been suggested by others, this particular batch as a 90 shilling. It's fine. The, the actual proportions of flavors in there are the same. It'll just be a little bit stronger is all, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm deliriously happy that everything works so well, and it's a small problem to adjust on the other side of efficiency to better hit that starting target. That's important. That accuracy in the starting target is, uh, it may be easy to get into a pattern of making bigger and bigger beers, and I will try to, to dial that in because that's, I think, a sign of craft. It's not just making the biggest beer that you can, but actually hitting the target reliably time and time again that you're shooting for whatever the recipe demands, whatever style you're trying to make. Of the two beers that I kegged at the start of the year, I really enjoyed those over the handful of months that I had them on tap, and they just kicked a couple of weeks ago. I just finished them out. 
Very glad that I was able to bottle some of each of those beer and share them pretty broadly. The last was the barley wine, which I took to a work happy hour, which everyone who tried it really raved about and enjoyed. Sadly, because the double did fail, it means I don't have anything on tap right now. I'm about a week out from putting the 80 shilling into a keg to carbonate it up. It should be ready for the next brew day, and I'm looking forward to just getting a taste of that. Uh, as I said, that, that went so smoothly that I expect that beer to turn out quite well. I have a write-up on the site about a couple of techniques that I've been thinking about, even with how well things went with the 80 shilling, that I want to try to improve just a little bit going forward, in particular, uh, the whirlpool in the kettle, which helps with the clarity of the beer, basically the load of particulates and coagulated protein and all kinds of stuff like that. When you start, that means that all through the process, if you have a lower load of debris in the beer as it starts, ideally, it comes off cleaner, the flavors are cleaner, the beer is brighter, more attractive, visually more attractive. So I'll talk more about that in the next update, or maybe a dedicated entry on that brew day of how those techniques in particular worked out when I actually put them into practice for the very first time. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits. Except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States License. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.